Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. As I shared earlier, we are beginning a worship series. We started last week. It's called Quest, the Awakened Traveler. And we're reminded that quest is that time to seek and to answer. And last week we talked about leaving home. And this week we're looking at encounters. And we'll be using a lot of Rick Steves material, as you may remember him from public television and his travels and things like that. He talks about in his videos and his journals that he says how he believes that strangers are simply friends that we have not met yet. And he underscores how traveling is a way to learn more about others, to learn more about ourselves, that travel is a way to encounter the beauty and wonder of the world. It's a way to encounter people who do not look like us, who do not think like us, who do not act like us, and that these encounters with other people and these encounters with other places open our hearts and our minds to an expanded world view, that we lose that ecocentric viewpoint and realize that there is a broader perspective for us to gain. And these encounters with the other people, with different places, help us to learn and embrace the love of others, to embrace the love of our neighbors. It helps us to see the different ways that love is shown to and for each other. Rick says and asks the question, why do I see humanity as one? Because I have traveled. Only when we have encounters with people who do not look like us, who do not think like us, who do not act like us, only when we encounter other places do the stereotypes and the assumptions that we have about others contender different fade away. He says, as awakened travelers, these encounters challenge us to answer the question, why do I care and why should I contribute to the larger picture? Why should I care about someone else? Why should I be a part of a larger community? And his answer is, because I have encountered the beauty and wonder of this world, because I've expanded and experienced people who've expanded my worldview. When we get up close and personal with those who are considered they, they become we. And we become more personally committed to working together for a better world for all people. When we seek out and are open to new encounters, to new people, new relationships, we begin to have a spiritual rendezvous with humanity. And in this act, we discover more depth within ourselves than we previously imagined. And so with this in mind, I invite you to hear these words of scripture, remembering that Jesus often crossed paths with others who were not from his tribe, that he did not shy away from the encounters which engaged the other in the midst, the people that were pushed to the margins, the others that people often ignored. He met people where they were. He met them in their daily lives, such as the Samaritan woman at the well, and engaged them at the point of their deepest yearning. So I invite you to hear these words of scripture come from the gospel, John, fourth chapter, verses seven through 40. You can follow along in a pew Bible if you wish. You can read on the screen. A Samaritan woman came to the well to drink water. 
Jesus said to her, give me some, food, some water to drink. His disciples had gone into the city to buy him some food. Then the Samaritan woman asked, why do you, a Jewish man, ask for something to drink from me, a Samaritan woman? Jews and Samaritans didn't associate with each other. Jesus responded, if you recognize God's gift and he was saying to you, give me some water to drink, you would be asking him and he would give you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you don't have a bucket and the well is deep. Where would you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave, up, gave this well to us and he drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give will become in those who drink it a spring of water that bubbles up into eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will never be thirsty and I will never need to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go to get your husband and come back here. The woman replied, I don't have a husband. You are right to say I don't have a husband, Jesus answered. You've had five husbands, and the man you are now with is not, isn't your husband. You've spoken the truth. The woman said, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you and your people say that it is necessary to worship in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, believe me, woman, the time is coming when you and your people will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You and your people worship what you don't know. We worship what we know because salvation is from the Jews. But the time is coming and is here when true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. The Father looks for those who worship him in this way. God is spirit and is necessary to worship God in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. He come, when he comes, he will teach everything to us. Jesus said to her, I am the one who speaks with you. Just then, Jesus' disciples arrived and were shocked that he was talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Why are you talking with her? The woman put down her water jar and went into the city. And she said to the people, come and see a man who has told me everything I've done. Could this man be the Christ? They left the city and were on their way to see Jesus. In the meantime, the disciples spoke to Jesus saying, Rabbi, eat. Jesus said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples asked each other, have someone, has someone brought him food? Jesus said to them, I am fed by doing the will of the one who sent me and by completing his work. Don't you have a saying for four more months and then it's time for harvest? Look, I tell you, open your eyes and notice that the fields are already ripe for the harvest. Those who harvest are receiving their pay and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that those who sow and those who harvest can celebrate together. This is a true saying, that, no one, so that one sows and another harvests. I have sent you to harvest what you didn't work hard for. Others worked hard, and you will share in their hard work. Many Samaritans in that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's word when she testified. He told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
this conversation between Jesus and the woman at well, also known as the Samaritan woman, is the longest conversation recorded in the New Testament between Jesus and anyone within the New Testament. And it's a conversation that never should have happened in the first place. Here they were, Jesus and a Samaritan woman. They are two different people from two different races. They are two different people from two different religions. They are two different people from two different, very different backgrounds. Yet here they are, having an encounter. All because Jesus asked her to give him some water. Now, she didn't know this man, but we as readers know that as Jesus, and we've heard all the stories, we've heard his teachings, we've heard about his miracles. But like I said, the woman at the well just thought he was some guy. She didn't know who he was, yet he was asking for some water. And he didn't even have a bucket to get this water. At this point in the story, Jesus was just some guy who shouldn't be talking to this woman in the first place. And the reaction isn't, oh, she had this a miraculous experience that all of a sudden, because he asked for a drink of water, her eyes are open, her heart's open. She didn't fall down and say, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, thank you for choosing me. Her words, in essence, basically translated, I'm paraphrasing, who are you to ask me for a glass of water? Why are you even talking to me? You're a Jew. What are you even thinking associating with me? Why are you even wanting to have an encounter with me? At this point, as readers, we're thinking this is going to end badly for all parties at that time. That they should just separate and leave because they're way too different. There's no way they can find common ground. Yet, an encounter happens. An encounter happens that changes this woman's life. An encounter happens that opens her eyes to the presence of God in her midst. All because Jesus reached out to her. All because Jesus respected her as a beloved child of God. All because Jesus saw her as a stranger who was simply a friend that he had not met yet. This woman had an encounter with Jesus and she was shown the grace of God simply because Jesus started up a conversation with her. And this encounter expanded this woman's viewpoint and invited her and introduced her to a new way of living, a new way of being, a way which she had never experienced or known before. As awakened travelers, when we leave home, we are very much like that woman at the well. We leave home and it's all unsure and it's unfamiliar. We aren't sure which way to go. And yes, we might be even a little fearful of the people we encounter on the road because they don't look like us. They don't talk like us. They don't think like us. We might be a little fearful of those strangers, but when someone first talks to us, tells us about their homeland, tells us about the beauty of their community, welcomes us in as friends that they have not met yet, we realize it's not just an ordinary encounter. We've made a connection 
We've connected with someone as a brother and sister in faith. And this encounter with friends becomes an invitation, an invitation to experience God's grace, which binds us together as humanity. As awakened travelers, these encounters that we have out there on the road, these encounters that we have in our community, these encounters that we have with strangers who are simply friends we have not met yet, they open our hearts and they open our minds to the world around us. They open our hearts and our minds to the people around us. They open our eyes to see each other as beloved children of God. And these encounters transform us and set us on a new direction. And we realize we cannot go back to the way things used to be. Our minds have been open and we have a broader viewpoint of God's creation. We have a broader viewpoint about our brothers and sisters in Christ. What I love about this text is that Jesus lives, leaves this encounter open-ended. She is the one to end that encounter. She's the first one to leave. Jesus leaves it open and she can always come back to talk with him, to be with him at that well, to drink from that well that will never go dry. Lives are changed that day because Jesus initiated contact with that woman, someone he never should have been talking to in the first place. Yet, he had the courage and the strength, and he saw her as a full person, beloved in the child of God. Lives were changed because it all began with encountering and engaging a stranger. So the question for us is, who knows how many lives can be changed by just us when we go out and see each other as people? as friends we have not met yet, as neighbors, as ones who are not others, but those who are we together, as awakened travelers. May we always be open to the encounters of the divine in our midst. May we always be open for the many ways that God invites us to encounter the world, to encounter the people around us. Because, as Rick Steve says, when we get up close and personal with those who are considered they, all of a sudden they become we. And we are committed to building a better world for all of God's people. May it be so. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.